Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are once again talking about Jane Eyre and I am joined again by Alex. Hello everyone. So if you did not see my Instagram post, this podcast is becoming a bi-weekly podcast. Or I guess I posted on everything I could, but it is becoming a bi-weekly podcast. So keep that in mind in the future. Um, but on the weeks that I am not on, Novel Nostalgia is on. So that did line up nicely. Nice. Yeah. And so you get to hear my voice every week. And you get a little bit of anticipation. Patient. Patient. Thank you. <laughs> I did not watch Rocky Horror for Halloween this year. We did not get through our Halloween movies. I It was such a bad October that I yeah. did not watch a single horror movie. And that is my genre. And the yeah. fact, like, this is a rough October. I'm not going to lie. I know. And so I've been catching up on watching... Uh, on watching some horror movies i just watched the perfection Mm -hmm. you've heard of that Mm -mm. um it's one of those movies that i i can't really say anything about because it's Mm. spoilery but okay it's real good and i think it's on netflix right now uh had a lot of fun with it it was it was very surprising did not go in any of the directions that i thought it would and then every time it went in a direction that I thought I knew what was happening, something else happened. And I was like, oh, shit. So it's a tight 90 minutes. Acting's good. Oh. Story's real fun. It's got uh, what's her face from Get Out in it. Um, I forget her name, but she was very good. Anyway, uh, worth the viewing. I'm watching Megan soon. That's another one I've had. Oh, on I want to watch Megan so bad. I love a killer doll. Like, I just... <laughs> Chucky is one of my favorite horror franchises because I just love that little guy. Uh, even mm-hmm. though he is a terrible psychopath murderer, uh, mm-hmm. he is adorable. And I just want to put him in a little shelf. I just saw the first Scream movie. I've <gasps> never seen them before. I Gasp. know. Gasp. I know. I know. God, I, I love Scream. Like, so good. Now it's I have to like, so watch the rest of the good. thing. Like, rest of them. Uh. I won't say that they're all as good as the first one. The first one is really like, mm-hmm. I mean, peak. with so many horror franchises, the first one is is peak. But Scream doesn't disappoint. Generally speaking, if there are, I think I've seen all of them at this point. None of them are bad. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a little bit like, okay, we're doing a return to form, but it's still a little meta. And so it's maybe a little, mm. but all of them are yeah. fun. I'll say that much about Scream. Fair. I know. I'm excited. I also have never seen Jennifer's Body and it's still on my list because I was hoping to see it this Halloween, but I have not. That is also one I have not seen. Really? Nope. Oh. I've heard it's very good. I fully believe that. Yeah. That's also, that's, um, Megan Fox. Yes. And it's written by Diablo Cody. I forgot that. All I know about Jennifer Spotty is they're not pe- people, silly. They're boys. <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm not eating people. I'm eating boys. That's There's a I difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
men something oh. something men something something pigs something something bacon something 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 <laughs> i want to see it so bad it it's on the list it's probably one of those things that i'm gonna just like binge it's gonna be like december 1st and i'm gonna be like okay well time to sit down and watch all of our halloween movies you know what you should do you should do a jennifer's body sandwich on jane Eyre bread just sandwich it sandwich that movie in between the two jane Eyres that we're gonna watch just like a palette little palate cleanser. cleanser yep yeah perfect get the real compare and contrast and i'll be like in jennifer's body <laughs> now in jennifer's body now we know that jane Eyre should eat mr rochester and should mm-hmm. eat sinjin rivers um does she i don't know i guess we'll have to talk about the book to find out but jennifer's body x <laughs> Jane Eyre. <laughs> this is a crossover I'm ready for. Mm-hmm. I literally don't know why Jennifer eats men. Um, I don't know anything about that series except that one quote. So, or not series, that movie. I didn't even know that. So, I hope that was not spoilers for you. I mean, I I don't know if it's eating men in the hypothetical either. Couldn't tell you. I hope it's in the literal. Mm-hmm. I also hope it's in the literal. A little cannibalism never hurt anybody. I all I know about that too is that like, um, I I can't even remember if it was someone like posting about it, or I think it was I think it was one of those like people talking about their experience on Tinder. And this girl was talking about how she was like a movie buff. And these guys were talking about how Jennifer's body was the scariest movie they've ever seen. And they don't understand how anybody could sit through it kind of thing. Hmm. And now I'm like, I have, to, I have to see it. I have to know. It could be in that a- in that um, vein of like alien movies that make men mm-hmm. afraid of sexual assault. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because that's what alien is about. It's about a violent predator that is here to use you to reproduce itself. Did not. I haven't seen Alien, so. Oh, well, Alien Mm -hmm. is a great movie. It's also a terrifying movie. Mm. There's a lot going on that's not just about the alien, of course, because, you know, this is horror. So there's something else going Mm -hmm. on. It's not just about Godzilla smushing things. It's about the nuclear threat of the United States, you know. Oh. I think I'm going to need you to make me a horror movie list. I would be happy to do so. Of all the... At some point, we should just have like a fun little classic horror movie moment. And we can go through and rate things that I finally get to watch. Oh, I would love to do that. Maybe like a one episode of like, Rachel sits down and forces herself to watch horror movies. Because um, I need a drive to actually do it. There's um there's a good podcast that's done by the guy or one of the guys who writes uh, Welcome to Night Vale. If yeah. You're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of the writers and uh, Cecil, who's the the narrator of it. And Cecil, the Cecil is a big horror movie buff and the guy who writes it is not. And so they just go through and they watch different horror movies from the perspective of like someone who really likes it and someone who has no experience with horror and some of the Mm -hmm. shit they watch is really good uh and Mm -hmm. they're both pretty insightful in terms of like examining this as a piece of media 
Uh, it's called Random Number Generator Horror Podcast Number Nine. It's very good. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to give it a listen. The early like, ones. Once I watch little... the movie. Yeah, yeah. The early ones are a little rough because um, mm-hmm. they didn't have their format down. But that podcast that and that's what I do is like if they're going to do a movie, I watch it and then listen to what mm-hmm. they what their thoughts are. If I haven't seen it, there are a lot of ones that they've watched that I have. Um, and that's also interesting to like hear their fresh take on something that I sort of remember because I've seen it a while ago. Um, but it is a good horror movie podcast. Uh, and they have regular guests from other like horror podcasts. So you can branch because this is how podcasting works. Right? Everybody's mm-hmm. talking to each other. Um, I recommend it, though. And we should also do one because I have many horror thoughts. I'm ready. I'm down. I, uh... I'd like, did, I grew up thinking I didn't like horror. And then I just realized that, like, I, my line in the sand is I don't like anything I physically can't fight. Like, mm. I don't like if it's, like, a supernatural thing. That gives me anxiety and I have nightmares. Even paranormal, the paranormal movies, what are they called? Like Paranormal those, like, Activity? Yeah, those ones, the ones that are, like, um, gave me nightmares. Because I can't oh, physically terrifying. fight a ghost. Okay, I'm glad I'm not alone. I love those movies, but they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel a little better because I was like, What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? I'm just curious. Um. Probably Paranormal Activity, to be honest. I refuse to watch Chucky because I read. Did I tell you this? I read a book as a child about a possessed doll. Ooh, yeah okay yeah. and, and i was like i was really i was way too young someone put it in like the middle grade section it was not no i mean the writing was like geared towards middle grade but like i i don't read the backs of books mm, so just i just kind of two feet yep. wild yeah okay yep i i still to this day don't read the backs of books i've never like if it's if it hasn't been recommended to me, I do a lot of, like, cover purchasing. Especially when I'm, like, in... I, I get... But I usually get most of my books secondhand. So what I usually do is I find the most worn book. Because that means someone really enjoyed it. And then I grab it that way. Um, and then I kind of just stick to the genres. And that's that's a really lovely sentiment. I like that a lot. I find a lot of really weird... Like books I would have never picked up on my own that way that mm. I ended up loving. Like that's actually how I found um, when I, I read it a really long time ago. I think it was called Graceling. I don't really remember, but hmm. I remember really enjoying that when I was younger. Well, I will say you could fight Chucky. Just circling back on myself, you could fight Chucky. Chucky is I might fightable. Watch it then, okay. And he's he's just a doll. Yeah. He's got some like super super doll powers, but like mm-hmm. really it's be- he he's able to get people cuz they underestimate him and he's small and fast. Okay, so, like, I might uh, watch Chucky. Chucky, so the first Chucky damning indictment of consumerism. It's really good. Yeah. It's all yeah. about just like if so it's been a while since I've seen Chucky, but I want to say Chucky is a holiday movie. Um 
it's about like a single mom and her son and mm-hmm. the kid wants this chucky doll that is like um you know the like latest holiday season toy hot toy item and the mom has to mm-hmm. like go on the black market basically to get this doll and then shit gets bad and that's all i'm going to say in terms of spoilers but like it's fully about like being economically depressed and not having mm-hmm. money at the holidays and the lengths that you go to to keep your child happy and how that literally destroys families it's real good okay all right i'll probably watch it like knowing i can fight chucky that's my line mm-hmm. like i don't know i don't care if it's like like he's a, like the serial killer is a karate master and there's no way i could probably fight it but like the idea that i could if i trained hard enough fine with yep nope i mean chucky you can you can take care of chucky no problem i mean well not no problem i mean he's some like problems. The, there are some problems but he's it's that he's sly he has a knife he's fast he's small he's smart you know that's can i that's, befriend chucky probably not okay I think he's more sometimes. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say he's more interested in doll friends, not human friends. Okay. Because you know, like sometimes the plot of the horror movie is they were just like atrocious. Mm Hmm. Yes. I didn't know Um, it was that kind of situation. Kind of. I won't tell you why Chucky is murderous and uh, likes to kill people, but it is set up in the plot in a funny way. So. Okay. Because I was willing to watch Megan, which probably could have cued me in that I was I could be willing to watch Chucky. I also, having not seen Megan, I will report back to you what I know of Megan when I watch it. Um, okay. But I'm, because part of me is like this is it's going to be more about like. I know I feel like there's some sort of like weird protecty friend element and weird robot AI stuff going on that is. Mm-hmm. Not in Chucky. For sure. Okay. Okay. Chucky is much more magic than science. Mm. Alright. I'll probably watch it. I'm gonna have like a little horror movie binge, make my boyfriend sit and watch it with me. So I'll get you a list. Thanks. Thanks. I need it. I, I it's it... Fightable monsters. Mm-hmm. Or monsters that can be befriended. Also, yes specifically just nothing that's like supernatural paranormal we can't get this demon out of the house what about like exorcism does that count as fighting i have not walked that line i cannot tell you i don't know okay um give maybe make a second list that's like if you've got a priest around this is possible (laughs) um because just so there's the conjuring which is a very it's a good scary movie and i love a haunted house movie like haunted house is one of my favorite genres of horror generally speaking Mm -hmm. it's about the warrens if you're familiar with them they're like a pair of Mm -hmm. very famous supernatural ghost hunters um they they were the ones who were they the amityville horror as well maybe 
For being like a very goth emo kid, shockingly, I steered clear of a lot of the haunted house stuff. So I don't really know much about Ghost Hunters, but I also didn't really watch much TV. So Ed and Lorraine Warren were were involved in the Amityville Horror, which another famous horror movie. Um, the Conjuring, and they're they're. I mean, I don't want to get in trouble and say things about the Warrens that would be. Uh, they're kind of quacky. I'll say that much. Okay. Like <clears throat> religious, but not like they do they do exorcisms and stuff and Lorraine is Mm -hmm. a psychic and gets impressions. And there is some controversy about like the extent to which they are manipulating people and blah, 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 blah. But they wrote Mm -hmm. a number of books about their ghost hunting experiences. And then people who had people who had had them in like the Amityville horror situation, uh, they're reported Mm -hmm. on as well, but those sorts of book, those sorts of movies, I count as you can fight them because you can fight ghosts with other ghost powers if you know what you're doing. Um, so, yeah. But like the grudge, the ring, no. That's just like uh, Final Destination. Like, no, you can't fight fate. You can't fight. Mm-mm. You're just. I, mm-hmm. I also not a fan of that. Uh, I yeah. don't. I like a story about an actual human struggle that can uh end somewhere without inevitable death yeah i don't like futility uh that's just it's an exercise in depression um but i'll make a list anyway is this a horror podcast (laughs) (laughs) i mean with looking at uh jane Eyre's relation jane Eyre's relationships it might be oh my god yeah honestly you could write a horror movie that's just like from the time Jane leaves Thornfields to where she is now, like just that sort of creeping weird singenness about her life, it could very well be a psychological horror movie. Please, someone, if you ever find that movie, send it to me. I need it. Thank you. Also, we could probably do a horror movie about Bertha's entire life. Literally. Awkward. As I'm thinking about it, if anyone's mm-hmm. life is a horror movie. Uh, locked in an attic for decades. There you go. With Grace yeah. Pool. Yeah. I'm nervous as there is not much... Well, I guess there in the end is like a bit of a recap of 10 years hence, but... um, I'm nervous for Jane. I'm like, have you been locked in an attic, girl? It's a, it's a good question. Because mm-hmm. Sinjin also feels like the type who might lock a Jane up in an attic. Oh yeah, for very different Sinjin reasons definitely. than Rochester, but like the end result is the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into chapter thirty-five. All right, let's go. Um, so we start off with Jane constantly feels pissed that Sinjin, uh, uh, at how Sinjin is actually. Sorry. No, she just is like, this guy's the worst. It's like, <laughs> finally, thank you. Yes, yes. And she's like, why is he not left for Cambridge? <laughs> like, in terms of a relatable attitude, there there are those people where you're just like, why are you still here? Why are you in my life? Why can't you just leave like you said you were going to? Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know what? <clears throat> Again, I've said it before in this podcast, many a month ago at this point, 
But Jane Eyre is a very relatable person to me in many, many, mm-hmm. many ways. And her reaction to the people she doesn't like, like, same. Same. Just like, same. she's like, I'm done with this guy. Just leave. Just leave. No one wants you here. Your sisters don't like you. I don't like you. Your family. So, like, whatever. But, like, uh, just go, please. Like, girl, same. Yeah. I I love this. Very iconic. Thank you, Jane. Um, and then she she says to Sinjin, she's like, can we try to be friends? And he's like, aren't we? And she's like, you treat your friends this way? <laughs> right. It's very much like, <laughs> if this is friendship, what is, what is, what is, what is it like with your enemies? <laughs> right? Literally. You're the most hostile friend I've ever seen in my life in that case. The worst. Have you ever met somebody like that? Fortunately, no. I try and I try and not uh, associate with people I find to be unpleasant initially. And so far, I've generally been gut instinct steered correctly. Yeah, I've had one person where I was like, I thought they were the worst person ever. And they're like, aren't we friends? And I was like, what gave you that impression? Like, I'm like, That's I'm a near lot of you trauma. because I have to be. I'm near because I need to be I don't really understand like if you thought we were friends and you're treating me like this how what yeah what happens when you're mad at someone yeah I don't want to be around that no Mm -mm. no 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 I was like I thought we were enemies just near each other and now I'm shocked that you thought we were getting along what does that say says that you're too nice i don't know i don't know i don't know so uh jane says that he is actively killing her with him being in her presence which made me laugh a lot i said same girl same um so Sinjin's like, listen, I guess if you really don't want to marry me, I'll talk to a married missionary and see if his wife wants a companion so that you can come. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this is not this is not the answer, my guy. Mm-mm. It's you. You are the problem. But Sinjin's mm-hmm. like, everything but me is the problem. I could mm-hmm. not possibly be the problem. How can I, a lone man, ever be a problem? I am a I'm just mm, mm-hmm, yep I'm just Ken <laughs> you leave Ken out of this Ken is a sweet sweet man did you see the thing where so you know how um what is what's Taylor's boyfriend's name Kelsey Travis Kelsey is that his name he's like a football guy I have no idea. Okay. Either way, if you don't, I, I, if you're not as into the Taylor Swift and her new boyfriend as I apparently have gotten sucked into being. Um, so he like does drastically better when she's in the audience. She's on her heiress tour right now. Oh. So like he lost his last game and someone made a post and it said, um, it had that line from the movie where it was like, um, Barbie has a great day every day, but Ken only has a great day when Barbie says hi to him. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, accurate. That sounds yeah. accurate. It's iconic. They're actually very cute together. So if you want to do a deep dive moment, just like go look the two of them up because it's very cute. Okay. Are you looking them up? I'm doing that right now. As you should. Uh, she like sang to him on her tour and he was like absolutely obsessed. It was very cute. He uh, he is a sportster. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's like a football guy for the Chiefs. I th- I don't know. I don't really follow her life at all, but my mom likes a good uh, public romance. I see. So I've been following a little more than I would on my own. But that's fine. I uh, I guess I have to Google this man because <laughs> everything that I'm seeing is about his relationship to her and not who he is as a human being. Yeah. I think he's part of the cheese. <laughs> Which I fucking love. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, oh, he was on his own for Thanksgiving, according to Google. That's really sad. Yeah. I think she's on tour. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's really funny. Is he's like the epitome of golden retriever from everything I found. Someone like dug through his old tweets to be like, see if he was like actually secretly a terrible person. And it's all like, wow, math class is hard. Hashtag school sucks. Oh, <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> and he's oh, like, one of them was like, I saw a squirrel today. <laughs> That's literally a dog tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, not joking. Like, if you go search his old tweets, like, someone pulled, like, a whole thread, and it's all, like, the purest thing I've ever seen. You know what? I love that. Good for Mm -hmm. him. Good for him. him. Yeah. And someone did, like, a timeline comparison of, like, this is when she was doing American Idol, and he was, like, in math class. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Because, like, they're the same age, I think. Or he's... I think they're the same age. Jokes on all of us. He plays in the NFL. He makes more money than we will ever see in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ugh, iconic, honestly. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, Jane Eyre. <laughs> um. So Jane's like, I'm not going to India with some random strangers. That's not happening. Um. And then she's like, listen, before I can ever go, I need to know what happened to my Mm ex-boyfriend, ex-fiance, almost husband. And he's like, you're godless. (laughs) And Jane's like, like, oh. Uh, Excuse? (laughs) He calls her basically a heathen. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Weirdo. His responses to her very, very basic, like, normal human Mm -hmm. responses are just incredible. Just, like, every time, just smacking her down in the most, like, obscenely ridiculous way. Just, like, Mm -hmm. yes, this is how friends treat each other. (laughs) Yep. All Jane wants to do is stalk her ex on Facebook, and he's like, no. He's like, how dare you even have a Facebook? Yeah, what? Don't you know that Satan is where Facebook is? Facebook is where Satan is? 
Facebook and Satan are together. There's the mark of the beast. Yeah. (laughs) Pea pods. I don't know. The Facebook symbol is actually the mark of the beast. Did you know that? Were you aware? You just have to watch some YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Oh, that reminds me. I'm going to add Rosemary's Baby to the list. Ooh. That's a great movie. Anyway. Okay. I'm ready. I feel like you've heard that name, but I don't know anything about it. It's uh, unfortunately a Roman Polanski movie, but it's one of the best ones he ever made. Terrible human being. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby is a great movie about actual feminist empowerment. It's very strange. Mm. The whole movie is about a woman who's having a baby and mm-hmm. living in New York. And there's mm-hmm. a satanic cult. Okay. And they're trying to manipulate her. it's real good it's very psychological like there are no i mean there there's a satan but like Mm -hmm. all of the bad guys are just people ideal okay yeah i'll be watching that then thank you starting i'm starting a literal list as we speak i i appreciate that i the other thing i'm trying to get back into is anime so Uh uh-huh i've if you have that's a genre that escapes me i wish i wish i wish i liked anime um Mm -hmm. i like cowboy bebop and i like pokemon and that is it and the only reason i like cowboy bebop is because candace told me to watch cowboy bebop and i was like you know what i respect your opinion on media enough that i will give this a try and it was very good but Mm -hmm. like generally not my not my thing that's fair but i do i like i like silly like i like serious but i like when there's a little silly element in it and i think that's kind of what anime is so i've liked a lot of the ones i've watched but i'm trying to go and like do the classics so oh also i don't know if danny darko's actually good haven't seen it i don't know if that needs to go on the list i don't think so okay I think Donnie Darko is fine. Fair. The the theatrical release is unwatchable. Mm. Like it, it's a movie that was so butchered that it doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't watch like the full director's cut. At the same time, I think that even the director's cut is a little bit of a it's I'm trying to think of the right word, but it's like like when teenagers think they're being deep, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's very edgelordy. Um, visually, it's beautiful. It's a very beautiful movie. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is a very handsome, beautiful man. So like... He's so mm. handsome. Isn't um, he like a trash person, though? Probably. Probably. I don't, I, I don't follow celebrities or know much about them. <laughs> As I... And I just had a conversation about, you know, we just had a conversation about um, Roman Polanski. That's like one person I do know a, th- a thing about because terrible person. Um, also, Hulk Hogan, terrible person. Just throwing that out there. Really? Uh, oh, oh, so oh, bad. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> in the 1980s, mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Ventura, Jesse the Body Ventura, tried to form a union of WWF workers, and 
Hulk Hogan narked on them and got the union crushed. And that's just the least terrible thing that he's done. <sighs> no. Oh, yeah. No. As someone who loves wrestling and who loves like the persona of Hulk Hogan, it's one of those very like I cannot think about who Hulk Hogan is as a person when I'm watching wrestling because terrible. He's terrible. But anyway, yeah, Donnie Darko is fine. It's it's more psychological thriller than horror as well. Mm-hmm. Not that that like that's a fine line to it's it's almost semantic, but um I wouldn't qualify it as horror. Okay. I just know like someone that was like also in my emo sphere was really into it. Oh, it's a super emo movie. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Fair, fair, fair. No, if you want to maybe add some David Lynch. You might like David Lynch. Did you ever watch Twin Peaks? Okay. The only thing I know about Twin Peaks is that it's a Hooters-ish restaurant. I don't know anything about the actual. <laughs> it's a Hooters-ish restaurant. Mm-hmm. There's a, a Twin Peaks restaurant? Mm-hmm. That's like Hooters? Mm-hmm. Because, you know. Because of the Twin, Twin Peaks? Peaks? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Yeah, they that's... just opened one near my house. Oh, yeah. That's not what the show is like at all. We get to the sisters and they're like, so, um, did he ask you to marry you? And Jane's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. And they're like, we were hoping. And Jane's like, what? Why? Like, Jane's viewing these people as, like, her brothers and sisters. And they're like, yeah, we really wanted him to marry you. And Jane's like. And you know it's just because they want Jane to marry this man so that she will kind of take him off their hands a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like, maybe you'll fix him because he needs fixing. It's like, no, there's no fixing that. I'm sorry. I saw this post on TikTok the other day where people are like, go check in on your um, sister-in-law. They have to live with your brother. <laughs> Correct. Yes. And it made me laugh. Uh, Diana was hoping that if he proposed to Jane, he wouldn't go to India because she's like, he's not going to survive there. Like, Mm-hmm and diana's like you're also way too good to go live in india yay colonialism you don't want to go to that place like yuck wouldn't it just be so nice if you know missionaries didn't exist or (sighs) the dream honestly uh i will say the one time i was on twitter in the last week or so there was an advertisement for a movie about that missionary who went to one of the uh uncontacted tribes and got murdered um and it was like promoting this documentary and oh they were shredding it in the quote tweets you're just like yeah this idiot was told hey don't go to the don't go there you will get killed mm-hmm. at every juncture and he was just like nah god's gonna i'll be fine and then, shocking no one, but apparently him, he was killed by the people. And now he's, now they ma- they're they making this documentary to, like, make him a martyr. And it's like, no, just a dum-dum. I'm sorry, I don't like to celebrate people dying. And this is not a celebration mm-hmm. of it, but this is an I told you so. If someone says, mm-hmm. hey, stop, don't go into the crosswalk, 
there is a train coming and you go mm-hmm. there and get hit by the train. I don't sorry. That sucks. It honestly brings me joy that in the world there's still uncontacted tribes that have like maintained their individuality somehow and I'm like I'm I just I'm very happy that they exist. Yeah. I don't I don't want to know what they're doing. I really don't. I don't care. I don't want to know. I'm just very glad that they somehow escaped the threat that is colonization. Yes. I don't know how these how this happened um, Mm because I feel like Europe, the Europeans uh, and and Americans, Mm -hmm. Westerners, so very thorough, so very thorough. Mm -hmm in colonizing everything they could get their grubby little hands on. Uh, so I have no idea how, cause this is just an Island. Like mm-hmm. they live on an Island off the coast of India. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like the Indian government has protections in place where like, you're not allowed to go to this Island. Uh, so like mm-hmm. they're being protected from contact at this point, but like, mm-hmm. how did the Europeans miss it? How did they not show up on that island and be like, this is ours now? Because that's what they did for literally everything else. I like, know. I get, I get, I get if like, like there are Amazonian tribes. There are Amazon, people that live in the Amazon, in the Amazon rainforest that have like, they don't have contact with the outside world. And I get it because you're in a rainforest. Like mm-hmm. you're deep in the middle of the continent. And yes, there is a river that you can go to that you can go up but like europeans are also lazy and sweaty and so Mm -hmm. you know they're like oh we're not gonna go all the way up there when we can just Mm -hmm. extract all of the resources right here yeah like i don't understand but a fucking island an island i I mean it's good i appreciate that they exist at like yeah yeah and you know what of them confused (laughs) yes and you know what if some missionary rolled up and tried to convert them and they did what they had to do, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Sinjin rolled up on there, I'd say do the same to him. Because fuck that uh-huh. guy. I'm very anti-missionary. Yes. it's And they're like, mm-hmm. we try and do good. Do you? Right. And the good, good for whom is the question. Are you doing good for the people that you're trying to help or are you doing good for yourself? And it's almost mm-hmm. always you're doing good for yourself. And yeah, you're you're saving souls, quote unquote. And I get that mindset, but also like, you know, it's maybe you should just stay home and focus on your own faith. Like the thing that I always irks me when they're like, oh, but we like build schools. And I'm like, do you have a construction license? Mm hmm. Do you, yeah do you know how to build schools are you are the schools that you build sound what is and then what is being taught in those schools mm-hmm. do you just go there for a couple of months think you did great and then leave right and now we have to maintain this this piece of in, uh of build, this building yeah this yeah. infrastructure with what mm-hmm. yeah no it's a very slap a band-aid on or do a photo op to make yourself feel good. And then you leave and there are all of the unforeseen circumstances 
that occur mm-hmm. and you've just noped the fuck out great good job it's an anti-missionary podcast also if mission i'm sorry oh no i was just gonna say it's also um it's transactional and that's not what mm-hmm. charity is that's not what doing a good deed is that's not what a gift is it's you're not supposed to get something in return mm-hmm. like that's not what tra- charity is not transactional none of the none of the good deed works that you're doing you're doing just for the sake to do them there are you want people to convert there are stipulations for doing this work and that's yeah. not okay by in my book at the end of the day correct correct I could roast missionaries for like three hours, so let's let's get back to the worst missionary of all, Sinjin. Right. Um so Jane kind of starts talking herself into this marriage, but also kind of not. She's like starting to visualize it and she's like, I would be deeply unhappy. However, fine. So she starts like warming up to him while he reads the Bible, and I'm like, Run, girl. Girl. Run. Get out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, I appreciate this in terms of a like, this is also a relatable thing. We're just like, yeah, this would be terrible. But like, there's always that other part of Alex's brain that's like, yeah, but what if it wasn't? Like, maybe you're just overreacting. Maybe you're just making the worst of a situation because you need food. You know, these are the things I'm always thinking about. And so it's just like seeing seeing her actually wrestle with this is very human Mm -hmm. and the thing and like a part of the story that is slow but very interesting in terms of figuring out who she is as a human being Mm -hmm. i just i started getting real scared i'm like don't no if this book ends up with her with sinjin i'm gonna scream and you would be well within your rights to scream if this book ends Mm -hmm. up with her and sinjin Mm -hmm. so He's like, you know what, Jane, I'm going to go to Cambridge now and I want you to think about my proposal while I'm gone. And Jane's like, okay. And she like has this moment where she's like, if you would have asked me one more time right now, I would have probably said yes. I'm like, girl, no, no. And then out of the blue, she's just like sitting at the window and she hears Rochester's voice in her ear being like, Jane, Jane, Jane. And Jane's like, A little supernatural divine intervention, maybe. Which, like, slay. Perfect. And she hears that, and she just yells, I'm coming. And I'm like, cute. Good. Yep. Good. Awesome. Perfect. Like, I we I love a toxic man we know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Ro- mm-hmm. Rochester is the toxic man that we know. Mm-hmm. We also know Sinjin, but he's more toxic, so... Womp womp. Womp womp. So she goes back to her room and she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. Nope. And uh my note here is no idea what's happening. None. Zero. Mm-hmm. It's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. So chapter 36. <laughs> Sinjin slides a note under her door, calling her spirit weak. <laughs> Just <laughs> Uh, we're back on the negging, I see. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I screamed. 
I saw Sinjin that. Like... read a religious version of the game and is just like mm-hmm. doing all of it to the letter. Like, what a fucking mm-hmm. asshole. The worst. So he's gone. She sits out her window, watches him leave, times it, waits two hours, and then she departs. <laughs> She's out. Mm-hmm. I love the number of times in this book Jane Eyre is just like, you know what? I'm out. Like, her ability to just fly is so fun. God, I wish... This is a bravery point that I wish I had. Or is just like, you know, this work situation, you know what? I'm just... I'm out. Sorry. Goodbye. Like... Yeah. I've had friends like this, and it's my favorite. Because every time you catch up with them, you're like, what? <laughs> right. Because imagine hearing this story from Jane. You're like, yeah, I almost got married to my employer, but I found out he had a, a he was already married and had a wife. His wife locked in the attic, so I left. Inherited a bunch of money, but found out that the man who was proposing to me was in fact my cousin. So I just left. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm obsessed. I'm like, yeah. Please tell me. And then you have their location, and you'll just be like going to look for someone else's location. To see like oh when's my mom gonna be home or you know when's my boyfriend planning to be home and then you're like why why is she in pennsylvania what because <laughs> she's going to twin peaks because it's the closest new england <laughs> the closest place to new england that you can go to twin peaks that's why mm-hmm. and like my friends that are like this both have vans they can live out of so every so often you're just like what it's what? fan time. <laughs> you throw a trash Jane Eyre laying out of her van. Oh my gosh. It would be my favorite. <laughs> my Just, absolute favorite. It'd have to have a lot of curtains because she's a vampire. A lot of books mm-hmm. and a lot mm-hmm. of weird art in mm-hmm. that van. Honestly, Ideal. it's the van of a serial killer. Uh, but that's fine. It's fine. You throw a sticker on it and it says, my other car's a coffin. Yes yes i love it (laughs) my other car is thornfield manor don't mind me my favorite goodbye is the irish kind is (laughs) the other bummer sticker (laughs) yes she's just like yeah goodbye i mean honestly i'm the same i hate goodbyes so just like Mm -hmm. i spirit away in the night if possible uh or when no one is looking so relatable again yeah I hate saying goodbye. Like, I always do a see you later. I don't know. Goodbye feels like very... Final? Final, yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the words. I'm always like, okay, see ya. See you later. Um, That is why I love the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Mm. Oh, like, and I don't know. I had someone call me out the other day. They're like, were you not going to say goodbye? And I was like, "Uh, uh." (laughs) No. This is why I like the German goodbye, which is just Auf Wiedersehen, which means until I see you again, or until we see each other again, Mm -hmm. which is nice. It is a see you later. I also love that the uh, formal German for hanging up the phone is Wiederhören, which means until Mm -hmm. I hear you again, which I think is just very charming. Uh, (laughs) But even that is too much for me. Um, So yeah, whenever possible, if I'm leaving a party or a thing, I'm just like, just not there anymore if i can help it Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i try not to go and thank the host unless it's like a work event then i feel like i need to 
But like, if it's at my friend's house and they're having like a rager, I'm gonna be like, I'm already at the door. Right. Also, as a creature of the Midwest, it. I think mm-hmm. most of this is just from the fact that I can't stand the Minnesota goodbye because I don't want to stay here for three hours. Like, I just yeah. want to leave, and so I just do. Yeah, my uh, I have a friend who's very much a Minnesota goodbye. And so, like, his girlfriend, whenever she's like, all right, we're going, is in the car, waiting. Mm, I think, I mean, otherwise you're going to stay there and talk for three hours. And I just, mm-hmm. I have said that on this podcast before. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I love my, I love Minnesotans. I hate goodbyes because mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. I ain't got time for that. Stop being polite. I don't have time Just let for me it. leave. Correct. I don't have time for the six and a half hour drive that it takes to get to Thornfield. That sounds terrible. Oh. <laughs> Literally awful. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be me. So instead of like going up to the front door, she decides to like creep around the house, which makes of course. Me yeah why not like she was really hoping that he would like spot her in a bush and she would just kind of emerge Mm -hmm. yeah she wanted to do that nonchalant thing of just like oh i was just in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. checking out this bush what's Mm -hmm. going on here yeah what's happening and then she like had them drop her off like very far away so that she Mm -hmm. could like stroll in but then it turns out things at thornfield aren't exactly um Mm -hmm structurally sound is a correct a word i'd use i guess correct so they said uh the entire house has been burned down and uh, spoilers spoilers if you haven't heard the other books on this podcast um but i was like what am i reading am i reading rebecca right now Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um and then she's like looking at this and she's like this fire is not recent this is no. a few months ago fire for sure. I love Jane Eyre arson investigator is like, mm, no. <laughs> Just picking I, up I know burning. Suit and like putting it between her fingers. Right. She puts on the plastic gloves. Mm-hmm. Yes. This ash is at least four months old. Okay, mm-hmm. Jane. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. Whatever. Whatever you say. So she decides, you know what? I need answers. So she goes to the only inn in town, aka <laughs> right. the Gossip Train. She goes to the pub, mm-hmm. which, like, fair. I'm just imagining. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining Jane with a beer sitting in the corner, waiting to overhear people. <laughs> uh, this has turned into Jane Eyre Vampire Detective, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She like comes in. The door doesn't make a sound. She's gliding to the bar. Just there with one beer that she's nursing all night long, staring at people. She probably hasn't taken a sip of it at mm-hmm. all. Nope. Because it's not blood. Mm-hmm. It just but she has to maintain, just maintain human appearances. Mm-hmm. But of course. Every so often the bartender kind of looks at her funny. Funnier look back. Mm-hmm. So she finally hears someone talking about Rochester and she's like, oh, so she starts talking to the innkeeper and he talks about Rochester as in the late Rochester. And Jane's like, what? Oh, oh, (laughs) turns out he's talking about Rochester's dad. And she's like, 
broke out a cold sweat for a second. <laughs> right. Right. This is the wrong person to be talking about the late Rochester with. Let's just say that. She's like, I don't care about his dad. Where is he? No. Where is where is he? Mm-hmm. So it turns out fire broke out in the dead of night. And Jane's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how uh, Jane fell, uh, Rochester fell in love with some random governess. And he's like, talking all this mad trash so about much the smack yes and jane's just has to fucking sit there and take it so good <laughs> and jane's like can we like skip to the part where we talk about the fire and he's like no you need the background no you, yeah you the fire doesn't make sense without the background of the shitty governess okay lady <laughs> and, and then he's like it would just roger should be a lot better off if this governess never showed up and jane's like Oh, <laughs> and uh turns out bertha set the fire and mm-hmm. mrs fairfax had prior to this been sent to go with family with like a nice retirement and yep. rochester we, was essentially living as a hermit at this point we love a cushy retirement for mrs fairfax mm-hmm. she's earned it yep for sure um Turns out Bertha lit Jane's room Jane's room on fire to start the fire. Which like let's let's put ourselves in Bertha's shoes right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she I don't think she was being vindictive of this is a woman that wants my husband. I think it was more of a I need to free this woman so she doesn't end up in the same situation I am in. I think that is a very astute thing to notice um i think that obviously in terms of the the way it is presented to the reader Mm -hmm. is that this is bertha being jealous or this is some kind of um revenge on jane um but i do think the the notion that bertha is trying to do this it's i mean there's certainly a a revenge to be taken on Rochester, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the prison that holds her, also a thing to be destroyed. It's So I don't know if Jane is the primary motivation. I think that Rochester and the destruction of the prison is. But also, yes, that there is this notion that if I do this, then I can protect someone as well. I'm protecting mm-hmm. myself, and I'm protecting this person that Rochester was trying to uh ensnare um -hmm. no uh again bertha is a fascinating fascinating character and way more complicated than obviously than presented Mm -hmm. uh and that's what we'll find out in wide star soc i'm so excited yeah and then after lighting the place aflame we find out that uh bertha jumped off the roof and I guess Rochester was there. And I'm like, did she jump? I believe that he was trying to save servants, is what they said. Well, he said that he was like trying to talk her down, too. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the implication is that he pushed her. Um, I think the implication is that this is a moment of control for her. 
like doing yeah. this is like a reclaiming somehow mm-hmm. uh a, an empowerment which like that's a pretty progressive thought for for when this novel was written mm-hmm. um i don't want to take that away from her either so i'm not no. even explore that further with the rochester thing i'm just nervous mm-hmm. i mean i think it's certainly possible Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, however, at the same time, I also feel like uh, Jane Eyre is, is or um, Charlotte Bronte is uh, a bit of a moralist in her writing, and mm-hmm. I feel like Rochester would be punished pretty significantly mm-hmm. in in the narrative if he had tried to commit murder. Um, yeah, granted, well, that's spoilers. Never mind. Uh, we can talk. About yeah, that. we'll get there. We'll get mm-hmm. there. Um. So then the house ends up collapsing on Rochester and he's Oops. blind. Yeah. And which is real. Like... In this world, for this character, I'm not saying mm-hmm. blindness is a punishment. I don't think that that is that's that's mm-hmm. gross. Um mm-hmm. but there is there are repercussions for what happens. And I think that the so when I was talking about he would be punished for committing murder, I think that mm-hmm. he would have been killed. Uh, I think the fire would have killed him if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I certainly think that his condition is a consequence. Like, this is the moralizing that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The condition that we find him or hear about him in is a consequence of what he did to Bertha and what he did mm-hmm. to Jake. Um, mm-hmm. yeah so then jane hears this and she like barely even pays her tab and dips out she's like where's he at he's staying with friends okay i'm gone bye hey can you turn on his location i need to talk yeah she's like she pulled up the tile she implanted in his pocket starts painting yes. it yes it's like i got the tracer on his carriage i'll find him don't worry yeah no worries she like knocks back her beard and she's like all right i'm gone throws down half of what she needs to cover it bartender's like wait she's already gone nothing you can do Mm -hmm. yeah he's like i'm never gonna see her again i'd rather her not come back in so i'll just take the l right wow a lot happens a lot Mm -hmm. more has yet to happen yep but i think we're gonna i think next episode is the time we finish this puppy out I think so. We have, let me see how many chapters we've got. I think we've got two left. Um, and an ep- maybe an epilogue. Thank you. Oh, this this is dead. Okay. My Apple Pencil died. <laughs> oh, oh no. No, we only have two chapters. Yeah. I think we can do I think next episode it's going to be a Christmas miracle. It will be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> uh, well... We will catch you all in the next episode in two weeks from today. Two weeks. Two weeks. It gives you time to build up the anticipation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on our off weeks, make sure to listen to Novel Nostalgia and go find Alex on all the cool places that we've talked about before. <laughs> yeah. Go find the yeah. you know you know where I am at this point. You know where I am. If you don't, if you are eighteen episodes in and you've mm-hmm. not listened to a previous episode. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, <laughs> yes. Uh, in that case, I will simply say shame. Shame on shame. you. Shame. Shame. 
But we will catch you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.